Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office equipment solutions North America wide? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 134 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Oilers Now, Bob Stoffer with you. Uh, one of the most uh, followed hockey writers in the United States uh, is Mike Russo. He is now with The Athletic out of Minnesota. He was one of their big hires. Uh, we saw him down in Dallas at the NHL draft, and Mike joins us right now. Mike, how are you doing? Uh, very good, Bob. How are you? Good, good. We just had Speck in studio for the last hour, so uh, for our listeners, uh, it, it's going to be uh, good for them to hear uh, two writers that know what they're talking about. <laughs> Only without, I, I don't have the cool accent. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. Uh, well, first things first. Uh, Chuck Fletcher, uh, I thought, did a pretty good job uh, for Craig Leopold in Minnesota for a number of years. The Wild made the playoffs six consecutive seasons. Big injury this year, late in the year, to uh, arguably one of the most, I don't know, three or four most valuable defensemen in the entire NHL of Minnesota just ended up missing out. Uh Chuck uh, gone, and not surprisingly, given Leopold's history of Nashville, uh, they brought somebody from the Nashville fold in to be the GM of the uh, Wild. So maybe educate our listeners on the change and your thoughts on Chuck's work and uh, maybe what's going to need to transpire moving forward for Paul Fenton as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I think that uh, a lot of Wild fans probably expected a a splash by now, and it obviously hasn't transpired. But, you know, you're, as you mentioned, I mean, Chuck was here nine years, um, made the playoffs six straight years, a couple really, really good years. And unfortunately, you know, they just had a tendency of, uh, of constantly falling out early in the, in, the, in the first round or the second round and never really quite got over the hump since getting Parisi and Suter. And, and this year was a tough blow. I mean, they were... They went to it, obviously, an under, underdog uh, with uh, with Winnipeg, and you go in without Brian Suter, you go right. in with uh, Jared Spurt, probably 50%, and you go in with uh, Zach Parisi, who's their best player down the stretch and best player in the playoffs, breaks his sternum in game three. I mean, it's brutal. So Chuck was in a, in a tough spot, and he winds up paying the price. Now Fenton comes in, as you mentioned, history with uh, being the assistant GM for a long time when Craig Leopold first saw in the team as well, and and so he comes here, and now he's trying to make some moves. And so far, he hasn't been able to do much of anything other than kind of window dressing around the fourth line and, and the third defense pair. He just has not been able to pull off that trade that he tried to make the draft. I think that the value of a lot of their players, Bob, is not nearly what he thought it was going to be. And then they're in a tough spot because they don't know if, if you want to trade a Jonas Burdine. You just don't know right now what Ryan Suter's health is going to be like in a couple, you know, in a couple months. So. Uh, so far, the you know it really hasn't been as exciting as I think Wild fans expected when when all of a sudden they went into the off season with a new GM. Yeah, I mean it's uh, geez, I you know I almost forgot about the uh, the Winnipeg uh, s- series, and, and you know what I would have taken had had Suter not been hurt, I think I would have taken the Wild to win that series just because he inexperienced the goal, and maybe I underestimated how good the Winnipeg Jets were at that time. Um, they do have a couple of restricted free agents that they've got to get signed, and obviously Jason Zucker is an important player. Uh, you know, he and his wife have done some things in that marketplace. So maybe uh, uh, tell us your perspective on what's transpiring with a couple of RFAs. 
Yeah, I mean, Zucker's filed for arbitration, and Dumba's got about an hour and 20 minutes to make that decision. And, and you know, as all Oiler fans know, I mean, that's just a procedural thing at this point. And if anything, it helps matters eventually get a deal done. And, and so I, I expect both to happen, and I think both are going to come in eventually on long-term deals at $5 million. Um, now, both have been potentially out there in, in trade talks. I mean, Zucker came pretty close to being actually moved at the draft, as I reported, and and, um, and you know, they've got a really stomach of whether or not they want to pay him long-term. The problem with the Wild is I felt they got slower last year, and Zucker's their fastest player. He's coming off a 33-goal season. Uh, but right now, I, I, my guess is that they're asking the $6 million range, and there's no way the Wild are willing to pay that, especially for a winger. So um, I think it gets done. And same thing with Dumba. Um, you know, I, he, he had a breakthrough year, not just offensively last year, but much better defensively. And so they've just got to determine if they really want to uh, sign him long term and invest that type of money into, into into him, and so they're they're making that decision this summer. But my guess is that both these guys eventually get done, and, and both are on the team next year. But we'll see. I mean, he Chuck did some good work. I mean, you take a look at Devin Dubnik, and he. Uh, I don't know if the initial thought was that he was going to be a number one goalie when they picked him up from Arizona. He was kind of a reclamation project at that point. But, you know, they got him signed on a long-term extension at $4.33 million. I mean, that is a fair price for a guy who's kind of been, a, a for me, a number 8 through number 16 goaltender in the league the last few years. Yeah, I agree with you. And, and um, you know, he's somebody that uh, that since they got him in 2005, he's one or two in every single category. Uh, goals against, safe percentage, shutouts, wins, games. Um, but he's done his job, and, and frankly, you know, his last two playoffs, he's actually been very good for the Wild. So, you know, he's been the least of their problems and definitely the reason why they always – he's absolutely unbelievable at home. Uh, on the road last year wasn't very good, um, but no, but the Wild weren't very good on the road last year. So, uh, you know, I might he'll be fine, and now – the hope is that this summer they, they just signed Andrew Hammond. The hope is that between Stalock and Hammond, they can both get some games here and, and, and be in a position where they can maybe push Dudnick a little more. Because it's been two years in a row where Bruce lost faith in his backup goalie and basically had a run uh, Doobie down the block uh, pretty much every single night. You mentioned that the Wild and Paul Fent was working on a deal at the draft. Uh, what do you think they were targeting? Well, I mean, they, 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 it looked to me like uh, from every reporting that I've, I've uh, and I have reason to believe even since I reported it that it was 100% true is that they were in on Arizona trading Niederreiter and and, uh, and Zucker to Arizona. They had to take Tyler Ennis' full contract, uh, who has since been bought out. And uh, the while we're getting Max Domi and Christian Dvorak. And uh, then my wow. guess is with the all-cap space that the while we're going to create there, uh, they would probably either, you know, have a subsequent trade or maybe go after uh, one of these top wingers in free agency, whether it's a JVR or a, uh, uh, you know, a James Neal or something like that. They ended up uh, being fairly quiet. They pick up Paterin from Dallas. Basically, I think, is it fair to say to be their number five defenseman? And they bring back, or Bruce Boudreau brings back Matt Hendricks, and I'm sure you're going to be a big fan of that. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, uh, you know, it's as much to do with the locker room as it is on out more. Wild, uh, I think they, they uh, Bruce has an immense amount of respect from for Hendricks the days in the Washington organization when Bruce was coaching there, and it's somebody he's wanted to get for two years, and you know he's somebody that is fully also understanding while he's going to push to try to get to try to play. He he knows that 
if he's the 13th forward, you know as an organization that he's not going to create problems in the organization as he showed down the stretch uh, of his Edmonton career and last year in Winnipeg. So um, that was big. They, they added J.T. Brown, um, who, again, fourth-line energy guy, uh, local guy, uh, somebody that adds speed, also a right shot, which the Wild don't have. Um, and then the, the one, you know, move that I'll, I'll be anxious to see if it works is Eric Fair. You know, they went cheap there. They went a right shot center. They had a big need for that, but Fair's career in, in face-off percentage is below 50%. So we'll have to see. Uh, but they didn't want to invest a lot of money there. Frankly, they couldn't. Once they didn't make a trade uh, heading into free agency, you just knew that the Wild were going to tweak in, in free agency because they, they have to make sure that they save the money to be able to, you know, probably upwards of $10 million uh, to re-sign both Dumba and Zucker. Do you expect both Luke Coonan and Jordan Greenaway to make the team, Mike? No, I mean, right now they have 11 one-way guys under contract, and then Yul Eriksson-Eck is a roster shoo-in, so that gives 12. So that, to me, leaves one spot if they're healthy. And Cunnan's coming off a torn ACL, so my guess is is that Cunnan's going to need to start in Iowa. I think Greenway has a real good chance to make the team, and if for some reason, you know, Greenway hasn't played a minute of hockey uh, in Iowa yet. If for some reason they do feel like they've got to start him uh, down in Iowa, they've, they've got, you know, they have guys like Kyle Rowe in the system and people like that. Epstein's mother has texted the show and said, can you ask Mike whether or not he thinks Tyler Ennis can still play? So on that note, bought, think, out, yeah. bought out by Minnesota. Uh, yeah. do, you, do you think... Yeah, I mean, I think he can. I mean, you know, he, he, you know, it's all salary with him. I mean, uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, at four point six million dollars in the role that Bruce Boudreaux put him here, which is a lot of times fourth line, it just, you know, it was a lot of money invested into that. And and it, you know, Bruce, I think it's good for Tyler to get out of here. I think Bruce, uh, Bruce uh, Tyler was a professional last year and didn't love the role that he was in or the ice time he was getting. He got almost no power play time and. So I think it's important probably for him to get away from Bruce and get into another situation. And, you know, I think the Wild also, they did have three or four teams that showed some marginal interest in him when they, when he, they were trying to tie him into a lot of trades before the draft. So my guess is, is frankly, that, that, you know, that those teams have been passed along to his agent. Now hopefully he can maybe get a job there and he might have to come in cheap and, and prove himself all over again. But I do think he can still play. I, I, I think that's uh, proven. Unfortunately, it just didn't work in Minnesota. From the Athletic of Minnesota, Mike Russo. Mike, a couple quick hitters to wrap up. Which team do you think helped themselves the most in free agency? You know, frankly, i got to say St. Louis. Uh, and I know that Ryan O'Reilly wasn't a uh, free agent pickup, but, but they, they went into, uh, into free agency with a big-time need uh, up the middle. And they had Tyler Bozak and Ryan O'Reilly effectively on day one of free agency, and they also bring back David Perron. You know, for a third time, uh, on a four-year, $16 million deal, I know it's uh, a lot of dough for them, but uh, they obviously like them there. So I, I like what they did in free agency, and they're a team that missed the playoffs. So, you know, that puts a lot of pressure on Minnesota. Then obviously not to be, uh, say, the obvious, but John Tavares going to going to Toronto yeah. is just an absolute home run for the market in that franchise. Absolutely. And which team were you puzzled the most by? <laughs> Other than Minnesota? Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, I, I feel bad for Winnipeg that they had to lose Stasny. They gave up a first-round pick for him. They clear the cap space beside him, and then they still can't get it done. Yeah. Um, but puzzled puzzle by, you know, I don't know, off the top of my head. What about, what about Van- I Vancouver? I mean, yeah, Vancouver, yeah. Spending a ton of money for Roussel and Jay Beagle, uh, especially Beagle. 
Um, uh, that, that one shocked me. I really liked what uh, Calgary did, uh, both in free agency and the acquisition of Hannafin and Lindholm. You like that and trade, I, eh? I, frankly, yeah, I do. I think I, I like both those guys. And, um, you know, I know that they gave up a lot in, 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 in uh, Hamilton, but frankly, um, you know, I think that, that, that uh, Lindholm can be a heck of a forward. And, and uh, all I know is I don't care what type of person allegedly uh, Dougie Hamilton is. The guy could play. Yeah. It's going to help Calgary, and then you, all of a sudden you add DeHaan, and now it puts them in a position where they could probably trade uh, Justin Falk from an area of strength. And and um, and frankly, I you know I think I, we're all expecting at some point they're going to trade Skinner, whether it's now or at the trade deadline. Yeah, I, I can't. I, to be honest with you, the biggest surprise for me through the last three weeks is that Jeff Skinner and Justin Falk are still both in Carolina. I'm with you on yeah, Dougie I, Hamilton. I just think it's, I, yeah, I just think it's hard right now. There's so many guys in the league between you know Panarin and Pacioretty and Simmons, and Skinner, they all, all these teams want the world for them, and they all have a year left on their contract. And so I just think it's hard. Like, Minnesota would love to get in on all four of those guys, but, you know, and, and Carlson. I mean, you know, like, it, but it's hard if you don't know these guys are going to resign for you, with you to give up a boatload of assets. So it's, uh, you know, it doesn't shock me, really, that Skinner hasn't been moved yet. Uh, Chuck brought in Bruce Brudrow. Uh, as you know, uh, I was out with uh, Gil Scott and Bruce when we were in uh, in Dallas. But just a yeah. thought on on um, how much term is left in Bruce's deal. Uh, you know, could you foresee uh, you know Fenton reinventing the wheel here a bit from the coaching perspective? No, I mean I, I think that uh, Bruce is uh, obviously safe right now, but I don't think he's safe after this year if they miss the playoffs or have another early exit. I think. Uh, it was pretty much an edict by Craig Leopold that Bruce was staying. And, but you know, most times that a GM inherits a coach, it doesn't end well. Uh, very rarely, uh, will it end well. And so my guess is that Bruce's time is going to run short on Minnesota. I even think he knows it. And, um, you know, and then not only that, you fire his best friend and John Anderson and bring back, bring in your guy, Dean Evison, to, you know, the, the perception is that you're grooming him to maybe be the next coach of the Wild. Yeah, interesting stuff. Hey, great stuff, Mike. Uh, how do people follow you on Twitter? Uh, Russo Hockey, R-U-S-S-O. We, uh, pre- we appreciate your time. We'll touch base later in the summer. Yep, see you, Bob. See ya. That's Mike Russo from The Athletic in Minnesota. You can text us at 630-630. Tweet us at Oilers Now. Uh, we will get to some pretty interesting texts. There's been a development with the London Knights and a top 10 pick in the NHL entry draft. And it's not the Oilers pick. No, no, no. We'll talk about that when we come back on Oilers Now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at ProAmSports.ca That's ProAmSports 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Stotzie. This is Oscar Clefbaum from Your Image and Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 6:30 Shed. It is 1:49 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you in Oilers Now, the best pizza in the city, still making it great. It's Royal Pizza, multiple locations in Edmonton to serve you, including the original Royal Pizza in Old Strathcona. Royal Pizza, Edmonton owned and operated 48 plus years. Stoffer recommendation of Royal Pizza: the Mediterranean chicken. You can visit royalpizza.ca for location nearest you. In Texas, at 6.30, 6.30, tweet us at Oilers now. To this day in Oilers history, for New West Travel, Edmonton's premier travel company for 38 years, looking at going on a river cruise in Europe for 2018. New West Travel's got some great rates and fabulous cruises. July 5th, 2007. <laughs> I was in Vancouver, and I got a phone call in the morning from somebody who uh, was uh, at the time employed by the Oilers organization saying, we just put an RFA offer sheet in on Thomas Vanek. Seven-year deal worth $50 bucks for Vanek. Suffice to say, the Buffalo Sabres were not happy. If you had looked in the Edmonton Sun two weeks before that, somebody had suggested that the Oilers were probably going to go the RFA offer sheet route. Buffalo matched the offer. In the next week, the Oilers made another one on Dustin Penner. Anaheim couldn't match. Dustin Penner scored 92 goals in four seasons and got the Oilers a number one pick that turned out to be who? Everly? Oscar Clefbaum. Oh, Clefbaum, yeah, sorry. We just heard from Oscar. And, oh, by the way. I was thinking Everly from a few days ago. He yeah. was in one of those Oilers histories we did. Yeah, Chris Bronger trade. Yeah. They also got Colton Tubert in that deal. But uh, they got the 19th overall pick from the LA Kings for Dustin Penner. Gave up a 1, 2, and a 3 uh, to get him after a failed offer sheet on Thomas Vanek. Uh, it was 11 years ago today, July 5th, 2007. This day in order's history brought to you by New West Travel. Travel deals for weddings, honeymoons, golf packages, employee corporate reward trips. Call the friendly staff at New West Travel, 780-432-7446 or go online, newwesttravel.com. Will we see an offer sheet uh, this offseason, Bob? Don't Perhaps so. from uh, the Islanders going after Toronto's uh, RFAs. Or is that in the future, I guess? Well, they retaliated, I guess, because Tavares went there. Do you see anything like that? Uh, they, do they have their picks? Do they have their second and third round picks that would, would be required to do so? Maybe I'll get you to look that up while I get to some texts. There's a bunch of them. Tiny Ted has texted the show to say, Bob, Minnesota's been stuck in a, an above-average rut for the past decade. Uh, Suter excluded. They have no big-time game-changers. They should have gone after Tavares to finally get somebody to give them the traction. Well, they didn't have the cap space to get Tavares. Uh, Bob, Mike from LaDuke has texted the show. The London Knights just signed Adam Boquist. Could this be linked to them maybe expecting not to get Evan Bouchard back? Well, they're both right shots. Maybe they'll have Bouchard and Boquist. If they have those top two guys, uh, they'll be able to... Uh, they got some... They they basically unloaded at the deadline this year for trades moving forward. 
So uh, they'll be in the mix. What'd you look up there for me, Brendan? So the Islanders have their first uh, in 2019. They don't have a second, a third, or a fourth. They do have all their picks in 2020, though. Yep. So maybe they wait till next season when uh-huh. Matthews and Marner are uh-huh. are a phase because Nylander is this off season. Yes. Uh, this text comes in from Andrew, who says, Bob, does the signing of John Tavares, uh, seven years, $77 million, now show that Connor's contract was a really good deal, especially if the Sharks were willing to pay Tavares $13 million per on a seven-year deal? Well, a little bit different because uh, the orders were buying up RFA years as well as a couple UFA years uh, for uh, Connor McDavid. But yes, it's a good deal. It's the best player in the world. Players, they're the first to know. For two years in a row, they've voted him the best player in the game. The Ted Lindsay Award winners. Uh, the dry settle contract is starting to look really good as well. What's that? The dry settle contract's looking really good as well. Well, it's starting if he, to. I, mean, I know people were a little worried when he signed that deal. Right. But it's just, it'll be getting better and better each year, is what I said the, the day right. that he signed it. If, if McDavid, Nugent Hopkins, and dry settle all play north of 75 games this year. Do they all get 70-plus points if RNH plays with uh, Connor? Most I likely, think they yeah. do. Yeah. I think they do. That's and fair. Ryan's never been above 56 points in his NHL career. But um, if he plays 75-plus games and plays 80% of the time with McDavid, I think he'll get 70 points. I think he could make that kind of jump. I mean, he was basically a point per game down the stretch playing with Connor. And the orders, you know, he wasn't getting empty nets and that sort of thing. So... Who knows? Maybe I'm completely out to lunch. Uh, from Grand Prairie, Alberta. Bob, to me, you have to do one of two things. Get a player and a friend for Paul Yarby on the team to play with. What about Kasperi Kapanen? And uh, do the same for Milan Lucic. You know what I mean. Uh, well, I suggest that's part of the reason why I threw out the name Lance Boma as a, a veteran guy. You know, does he's he got... I talked to guys that were with the Vancouver Giants when uh, Luch was in Vancouver. And Lance Bowman was a guy that could uh, push him and work with him to be better. Food for thought on that front. Bob, can uh, Evan Bouchard play in the AHL this year since he's already played three junior years? Out of Provost, Alberta. Fine community. Guess what? Guess where Lance Bowman's from? Provost. Uh, no, he's got to return to it's Edmonton or it's London for Evan Bouchard for this year. That wraps up the Thursday edition of Oilers Now. Tomorrow, we have a jam-packed show. We have Elliot Friedman for our friends at the River Cree Resort and Casino, his final appearance of the year. We have James Myrtle out of The Athletic in Toronto to talk about the impact of John Tavares coming to the Maple Leafs. Uh, who else do we have? We have Brad McEwen from Hockey Canada. Yes. Talk about a couple different teams moving forward here. Well, three outweather prospects have been invited to uh, Team Canada's summer camp. For the World Just Junior Team. Just talking about Bouchard, of yep. course. For the World Junior Team, yep. but we've also got the Helenka Gretzky uh, tournament to take place in Edmonton in August. And uh, we're going to work on uh, one other guest as well. It'll be a fluid show. What does the mega talented Reed Wilkins have coming up tonight? He has a Colton Pareko in studio oh, tonight there at we 6.30. Go. There we go. As well as Bag Milk from uh, Oilers Nation. Now, here's my message to Bag Milk. If you're going to take yourself seriously, Bag Milk, go with your real name. Yeah, well, they're they're a fun site, so it's okay care. in that instance, I think. you got to take me seriously, man. My stuff matters. It's Bag Milk. No, Bag Milk, go with your real name. Say who you are. Don't hide behind that. <laughs> well, I'm sure he's a super intelligent guy. I've occasionally oh, read his is, stuff. Yeah. Go with your name.
All right. It's a popular site, so good for him. I mean, they're making money off it. Yes, it's they are. Okay, thanks for that. You're cheerleading for them. No, Super I'm not. I just I enjoy reading some of the stuff. All right. Uh, you know, there you go. I, I enjoy reading their stuff, too. But if you're going to quote other people in the business, you might want to use your own name. Just food for thought. You know, I was talking about the show the other day. Boy, this bag milk threw out a real good idea on a trade front. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 Chad News. Weather, traffic. Oh, wait. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News Show with uh, Jalen and I and Andrew Gross. Reed Wilkins coming up tonight with one of the great guys in hockey, Colton Pareko, and a talented writer, Bag Milk. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now. With Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Ched.